We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Oh, Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown. Brandy Brown. Brandy Brown. Town. The 14th Reason the Silver Surfer. Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me is the man to my right, the oh-so-glorious one, Mr. Nathan Custerson. Nate, how you doing, mate? It's, it's like some people say it's just another day, but it's not just another day. It's WrestleMania Day. It's not just WrestleMania Day, Nick. Yes. It's a whole fucking stupendous weekend extravaganza, yes. Nick. You know mm. this. We, the Hall of Fame. It's actually pronounced extravaganza. Extravaganza, Nick. That's how I said it last week, too. But extravaganza. So, Hall of Fame. Yep. Into the NXT TakeOver. Yep. Into not just one, Nick, Yep. But two yep. fucking nights of WrestleMania now. It's this is outrageous. It's the, as, as it was billed, it was the most stupendous show. <sighs> I was like a kid on Christmas morning watching these shows. It was so fucking fun. Yeah. I don't... I was like... It's one of those things. I don't watch that much wrestling anymore, but I watch Mania and I thought... So you got to watch How it. does nobody love wrestling? Like, how does not everybody fucking love this thing? It's, it's hilarious. It's so great. It's... You know, you saw fucking Johnny Knoxville was in a match and the whole Jackass crew was beating up on a wrestler, putting him through all like the Jackass stunts. It was all... <sighs> got a bowling ball to the dick. Me with my, my recent cock rocks felt very painful. On oh, that. dude, you would have squirmed oh, there, Absolutely. Stone Cold comes out and has a match, stunners everyone. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, right? He, he has a match, um, and at, during the match, he's drinking some beers. He's drinking okay. his own. He has his own brand of beer. So I think it's an IPA, and they're like big 500 mil yes, fucking cans. Yes, Nick. Broken they're, skull. Somebody said they did a count of it. And after the whole the show went off the air, he reckons there was twenty two beers drank that in the twenty minutes that he was on 22, screen. Nick. Now he didn't consume the whole thing, otherwise well, he would be it, he'd be dead. A lot of it falls out. Well, if, if anyone's done a, a if anyone's done a stone cold smash the cans together and drink, you understand you get about five Froth. five mils of the five hundred mils. <laughs> yeah, you never get any in your fucking mouth. Fills you up. But then the next night happens, which is today. Yes. And then he comes back out again, and there's another thirteen cans in the goddamn ring. Oh, this man, this man is. Consumed about eighty dollars worth of beer in a space of thirty minutes on screen. It's great. Oh, he's my idol. How dare you not bring up the man of the whole mania weekend, Nick? Which one, Pat McAfee, Nick? Oh, superstar, the greatest podcaster in the world right now. I don't care yep. what anyone says. Great YouTube series. Go out and watch your show, Nick. Yep. But Nick, he is the all NFL like punter of the decade of the twenty tens. He's gone out and broadcasted now. He's got his own YouTube channel. Just signed to Amazon. Like it's. How many million did he sign that for with base? Seven. It's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot know. of millions. I don't Nick. know. And now he's turned to wrestling, Nick. Yeah. And not he's almost main evented it. Yeah. He's, he's gonna he's gonna say co main event. That's what he'll say first thing tomorrow. He's the greatest of all time. Nearly, nearly as good as Logan Paul, had, who came out oh, how was he? Yeah. his entrance that was entertaining. with like a $5 million Pokemon card <laughs> oh, around no his neck. neck. What an animal. What a, what a weird flex people are doing in 2022. It's like, fuck it. I would rather him have an NFT around his neck. Would you, would you rather him wrestle a box? Wrestle. Sorry. Because he's a superstar, Nathan. Well, he does whatever he needs. It's true. I'm Nick. a low gangster. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Where would he make more money, do you reckon? Uh, not in the Japanese forest. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Good God. No, uh, he would make more money boxing. He for would. some reason, you just get... Or pay-per-view sales. Well, to be fair, Floyd Mayweather still hasn't paid him for that fight. Really? So maybe exhibition, make... Nick. Yeah. They, uh, it was an exhibition. But it was... Uh, so that means he probably makes more money in WWE, I'd say. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Animal. Great day, but... They I get whoever it. they want, don't they? That's the they best can, and that's, that's the thing. Like every, and you know what? Nate? this is a great one. Go so on. Pat McAfee, as you said, yes. he came out. He's not a wrestler, no. so he can come out to anything. Yeah, right. What does he come out to? Dallas Cowboy Cheer Girls with yeah. fucking 
Seven, Seven Nation, Nation Army, Army baby. That was the greatest intro I've ever seen the, at anything in Dallas Stadium. Yeah. Like, it, that is unreal. The whole crowd sing, like, singing the riff and oh. everything like it's a European get, like soccer game. Yeah. I, don't, I hate saying soccer, but you know, that's what football That's Nick. what We're the normies, that's what the normies, I wear my NFL jersey. Uh, but hey, that, that brings up the biggest question of the week. And I'm just going to put you on the spot because oh, I'm going to put myself on the spot oh, as well. I like it. Yep. You're, you're, de- you're debuting at WrestleMania. Oh, no. You get to choose any song to walk out to. This is your wrestling debut. This is any, everybody should have. Any, if you don't have an answer ready yep. to go, you're not fucking go fucking do something else. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. Nick. I'd probably go Sandman. You go enter Sandman? Well, I just, I'd love to do the actual, not the whole Sandman character that he'd be coming out through the crowd yeah. and like the Austin kind of drinking thing, but that song, when you get to the ring and you hit, oh. I'm telling you now, oh. Nick, and then it drops, like it's got to drop, like in like, oh my God, when it goes quiet, I'm just telling you, I, would, I don't know what my name would be. Yeah. Well, you asked you asked me that on the spot before, I, I don't know what I said, Nick. But... Uh, you said Naked Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. don't know, I don't remember. I don't know, but dude, honestly, and to Sandman, because a lot of Metallica is getting played in WWE yeah. at the moment, in their like promo videos, oh. it's been a few, and I'm the like, best wow. Way, the best way to hype up a show is to Metallica, put a Metallica Nick. I, Honestly, Metallica, <laughs> yeah. you could, any every wrestler could have a different Metallica song for whom the bell tolls would, you would be feel? fucking awesome. No, it feels sucks. We, we, we all hate it. I would have Sane Anger in full. Oh. <laughs> There's actually a YouTube video of every song on Sane Anger being played at the exact same time. Let's go. That's my entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, that you thought that annoying last snare was annoying on the oh, actual no, record. Don't do when it. they're all played at the same time, oh. it's fucking ten times more annoying. That is disgusting. It's a great question, but I love it. I used to always think like when I remember when Turnstile released Real Thing, and oh, I remember always yeah, thinking cool. with the with the snare hits at the start could be mm. like fireworks like bam mm. bam 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 kind of thing that would be really cool um i've always thought lmfao would just kill it any day In, of, anything also uh, one, of the, one of the main songs so the weekend had was one of the main wrestlemania songs great song a couple but, of times now but, hasn't he but yeah he's done yeah. it i think the second time now yeah, cool. but someone who's basically on every wrestlemania i still didn't think he was alive mr 305 mr worldwide oh no pitbull he's been still releasing music David. dropping bangers I, apparently because a hundred thousand people are fucking bopping their heads to it i by the end of it they played that song to nauseam. I don't know what the song's called, but it's like I don't. You, but how about you? Catchy. I don't know. It might be Darude Sandstorm. Every song sounds the fucking same to me, Nate. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Sorry, we should talk. Do we have to talk music, or can we just talk wrestling for the next? Let's just talk wrestling. No, no, no. We could talk about our experiences over in New Orleans. We've been to WrestleMania. That was New Orleans. What a bucket list item. New Orleans. Is it New Orleans or New Orleans? We call it New Orleans. If you've been there, it's New Orleans. It's New Orleans when you're there, but like when you're in Australia, it's New Orleans because like we don't know how to. It's, it's like when The Rock came down to Australia and he's like, finally, The Rock has come back to Melbourne. <laughs> and everyone's like, shut up, Rock. And everyone's like, say Melbourne, you can't. <laughs> Nick, is he going to headline next year? That's the, the, the rumor, Nick. The ro- told me. Could be. Could be. Rock versus Roman Reigns. I'm telling you. Sorry. We gotta I stop. I'm yes. going to ask you one more WWE. Please. Who is Nikita Lyons? Nikita Lyons. That sounds very familiar. A wrestler. She's a diva. Yeah. She has Nick. It popped up randomly in my release radar a couple of weeks ago. Her intro song is fucking amazing. You need need to listen to this off air. I'm telling you now. Go check it out. I love it. Same as Naomi's banger. I love every part of it. It's called Heart of a Lion. That sounds like like a Creed song. You fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my entrance theme to the fucking WrestleMania I'm at. You bastard. Oh, God. Uh, Music. Yes. Um, There was a bit that happened. Also, the Grammys are on at the moment. Um, Sorry, we should talk. Results, Nick? Um, 
Uh, <laughs> who won the fucking... You know what? The gra- I, I have the same thing with the Grammys. And this is coming from, like, it's funny. Someone tweeted this perfectly. Um, you know, as on Twitter, I am I do follow a bunch of, like, Kanye West kind of groups. I pages get, uh, Pages, stuff, yeah. yeah. kind of keep me in the loop of what's going on with the albums and, like, pre-releases. And it's, someone's like, every time the Grammys come around, like, Kanye events, we're like, fuck the Grammys. And also say, Kanye's won 24 Grammys at the same time. It's like, can you say both of those things? I don't think so. He won two today, and it was banned from attending. So I don't know, I don't know what that means. What the fuck does that even mean? I've got the medal when I hear that. Anyway, Nick. Yes. Bro. So Deftones Genesis got nominated, didn't yep. win. Gojira Amazonia got nominated, didn't win. Mastodon Pushing the Tides didn't win. Rob Zombie, all those American buddy big winners. But it was actually Dream Theater that won it with The Alien. So... That was the metal release. I don't know where we're at with metal these uh, days, but are we out of the whack on I know, the loop? Um, I know one Dream Theater song, and that's from Guitar Hero World Tour. It's called Pull Me Under. Oh, it's a, um, that's a great that song. That was like the final song. I played that in year 10 for one of my pieces, Nick. There you actually. go. Yeah. And it's a cool song, but the problem was... It was goes for ages? Well, no. The problem was it came off the back of Guitar Hero 3, which the finishing song was Through the Fire and Flames, which might be the most epic song in human history. <laughs> like, that, so- that sounds like a boss battle song. Honestly, Van Helsing should have had Through the Fire and Flames. Also, Nathan. I'm going over to watch it today. I watched Van Helsing this week. You did. It's amazing. You know when I, when, when I actually thought to myself I should watch Van Helsing? I was halfway through the second half of Moulin Rouge. And I don't know why. I was just it watching. It just came to It you was think. fantastic. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, it was like 10.30 at night at this time. And I'm like, when I get home, I'm watching Van Helsing. Van <laughs> I don't give a shit. You want to see Hugh I Jackman and his element. Now. I want to see if it holds up. Hugh Jackman, Kate Blanchett, Dracula, Frankenstein, werewolves. There's a guy with a big eye and he dies. Uh, and <sighs> stupid sexy vampires. It's oh. the greatest movie ever. It also goes for two hours and ten minutes. has no storyline. No. It's the Blade of my generation. It is. <laughs> it's six would years we, after Blade. If we watch that now as like 28-year-olds, would we enjoy it as much? Like <laughs> they, for the first time. I didn't, what would we, what I didn't would we, appreciate the super stupid sexy vampires <laughs> Or stupid sexy Hugh Jackman <laughs> any time during that. Also, Frankenstein's not bad looking either. It's a, it's a really the cast are stunning. Okay, I didn't appreciate that back then. I was terrified back in the day. Nick, and yes, the cynic in me wants to hate it so much. Oh, yet I just can't. When you watch this, it's gonna, I can't wait to watch it's it. It's gonna now. blow your fucking mind. I want to review next week. I'm gonna I, pull honestly, out the VHS. Nick. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't think I've got a video player. Dust off the VHS, please, dude. Oh, I love oh, it. Great movie. Um, yeah. Sorry, where are we? Uh, Nick, <laughs> we're scattered. We're lost. We're, we've gone from the Grammys. We've gone from WrestleMania. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit's happened in music. We got a fucking. We, we had a big fundraiser night yes, the other night. Let's talk about that. Sensational, Nick Brown. So Beyond Blue was the actual patented charity that we we're supporting, and what we did on the weekend, the boys Jason Bergio did a great job in organising this. But Nick, yes, it didn't just happen overnight. This it has been a doesn't ha- yeah. This was like a marathon to get to this night, Nick, and the boys they pulled it off. Yeah, J- Jace's. Um, I was talking about the days. Like, mm. God, fuck me, it's a stressful day. But once the band start, once yeah. the night show starts, can switch off. He's kind of yeah. like you know that. That's all we Hard leave that up done. to everyone else yeah. and all blah blah blah. And it's like Let's it's fucking it. awesome. Um, shout out to the Annie Vinyl Vinyl Club as well. Who, did a great like, job. Yep, do a really good job of raising money for it as well. I think yeah. Alira were a band three and a half grand insane like shout, shout out, out to, to them, them. Awesome. I'm pretty sure the singer of Alira used to um, scream for two Octavia and um, Berger introduced me because I made fun of him a few years back apparently oh, on this show no and I tell you what he was the front man yeah. the original front okay, he was the original before front Mary man. took over I'm pretty sure and uh, he hates us he, well yeah I knocked him out <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> two no. Nick no, he said, you know what he said he's like, he's like yeah um, you like you talked a lot of shit about us a few years ago and, oh, okay. uh, and we're all really like pretty bummed about it and he's and, and then he's like oh yeah and that's good because I don't like the band either that much anymore <laughs> and I'm like no I actually like the band now <laughs> <laughs> what 
know. <laughs> what a role play that, change. That baby. may that may or may not have happened. I might be I might be uh yeah, but honestly fabricating a little the, bit. There. The fit probably is better for him where he's at now. And like Mary taking over as the front man for two Octavius worked really it's well. Win, it's a win win. But so, sh- shout out to Alira for raising that yeah, much money. That man. is That's insane. Insane. Um I, I think they said they sold their vinyl, like someone bought the vinyl snakeskin. Um, yeah. for like a thousand bucks or something. Like it was just a stupendous amount of money. Literal More, snakeskin on it. Yeah, insane. Really? Apparently, literal <laughs> snakeskin. That was the appeal for. It. I don't know how they got is it. it. I don't the know ra- is it the rattlesnake stone called Steve I Austin? I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been part of Steve Austin's fucking body. There could have uh, been his skin. But I, I got no idea. But that was the appeal to the thing. I love it because they're like snake orientated. Like, don't they have a lot of that in their artwork and stuff? Like um, it? I don't know. They had the they had the girl and the snake in uh, on like. Well, that's what I mean. Their song. artwork and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Like, Man. are they snake oriented? I really, I really hope they have. What like, a big word that is. <laughs> oriented. That could be the word of the week, Nick Brown. God damn it! I've got four songs I like by that band. Well, really. Yeah. Please tell me the songs you like uh, from the And we're only saying this because they um, donated so much money. Um, Actually, so they, they get a plug. We happily plug them. Their track SMS last year was in my stiff list, Nick Brown. Okay. For the 100. Uh, SMS. What is their bleak? Sorry. Testament, Nick Brown. Yep. And there's a Japanese song. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hirudu? Hirudu? Okay. Hirudu? I don't know. I, yeah. We'll say yes to all of those. Yeah, maybe they had three songs. <laughs> the Where the Snake was the EP. Dropped last year. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to those guys. Um, shout out to everyone who went to dating. I wish I could have got there. I couldn't Didn't, get there either. I couldn't get there. And I was bummed about it because I was very much planning to come buy as many raffle tickets you couldn't as have possible. Been. You couldn't have. Why not? Because someone bought 500 tickets basically themselves. Like when they walked in and the tickets were on sale. That was me. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually Mikey from Gloom, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Won a couple of awards. He actually donated a couple of records as well to the thing. A couple shout of awards out. and stuff. He did a great job. Shout out to those guys. A lot of people that donated stuff, uh, it's really, they, really, really well done. They actually ran out of raffle tickets. They had to go buy like a thousand more. That's what I mean. It's insane. That's how quickly it happened. Like, awesome. Like, well, how cool is that? And Jay like, said, Dick, on his podcast just yesterday, yep. they did five for the first one and they didn't sell all the tickets, five like booklets. Yeah. They had to go buy more. I think they had 10 or 11 to start and they had to go buy more. So you know that's, that's how good it was. You know what that's called? Go on, Nick. Progress. That's called <laughs> raising the bar. They've done it. Is that like, a, is that the a last, golf clap? Because they haven't done it for like, what, two, three years or whatever because of the pandemic. 2019 was the last one. And, and that was a lot of fun. And I didn't win that one. I fucking rigged out of it. Well, 2020, <laughs> the pandemic hit and everything turned to shit. Yeah, so. so for them to still do that, yeah, yeah it, got, it got rescheduled, what, two, three times at least. Um, bands got taken out. Bands got put back on. Well, Nick. Um, we'll talk about the bands in a sec. Yes. But like, yeah, shout out to Jace, um, Burjo. Like, you said it a few weeks ago. Like, Jace is kind of the king of the scene at the moment. He is and and he has, uh, and in kind of paraphrasing you, like he kind of has carried the scene for the past two years. Essentially, essentially since the pandemic, most people, including us, essentially, like kind of switched off a little bit when the pandemic hit through 2020 and 2021. But Jace kind of went to work, and that was like almost he he kind of identified that like well, they there, found there their is, niche. Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Because they he, couldn't talk about what they did on the weekend anymore because there was, they, you couldn't do anything. They, on the they couldn't go out, so they actually interviewed bands and started doing that each week, and now it's become a formula that works. Yeah. So it's really cool. Shout out to those guys, man. Over fifteen k raise, Nick. Insane. And also, they might be going on tour. They reckon next year. They've they've said fuck Adelaide on the pod. Yeah. But they're going up the East Coast. So well, Sydney and people, Sydney and Brisbane people, if you listen to this show, go support them and check it out. Uh, not bad for a cyberbully, Nathan, as somebody called him during the week. I've been accused of many things no, in my life, Nick. No, Jay's got, Jay's got oh, accused I hated. Oh, yeah, sorry. Someone yeah. accused him What of the me. fuck is going on? I, I, honestly, that Silly Goose Club page has just turned into a, just a fucking, I don't even know what. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not commenting. No. I, I am a silent admin of it. I'll let the people who want to give more of a shit about it than me do, oh, do all the stupid shit. It's just um, insane. This is what it, it does. That's <laughs> what the scene is, Nick. It just uh, honestly, but it, thri- it thrives on controversy. The scene doesn't exist if there isn't shit to like complain about. But that's you know the what? that's the problem. You know what? Yeah, the, we went from the worst of what we could see in the scene on that 
to the, the reason that we're all in the scene to watch on this night, Nick. Absolutely. So, like, nights like this make it worth being in the scene. Because Days like these lead to night like this. Or whatever the fuck that song is. Days, Days like these lead to... Pardon? Queensland band Days like these? Days like these are a Sydney or Queensland band, Pretty potentially sure. from WA or Victoria, yeah, Northern Territory, Adelaide or down. Tasmania. Mm. Could be international. We could work it out. <laughs> Who the fuck knows that? I just throw a dart at the dartboard and fucking work it out there. If they're international, we can just steal them like we've done with Banks Arcade Absolutely. and Antagonist <laughs> AT. They don't say they're from New Zealand anymore. They're all fucking Aussies now. i got a question before we talk about these bands. Go ahead. Is it rude to criticise bands if are uh, playing a charity show? <laughs> That's a genuine question. Well... <laughs> <laughs> the cynic in me for the second time. <laughs> is that a rude, I, I don't is know. That a rude thing to ask? I don't know. Do we have to be real with ourselves, or like a, I don't know if we could put on a, like a charity face here and just put like say everything was great face, and. Yeah. Well, not everything was so, great. Next, actually, Jace, next next um, fundraiser, I've got like 200 static revenue CDs still sitting there. I need to get rid of them somehow. Can Are you some- asking us to play next? Oh, no. The night? no. Oh, actually, yeah. Sorry, Jace, that's the new thing. We're headlining. We're headlining the next one. I don't give a fuck. Wow, uh, let's go to the band's knife. Yes. I didn't see the first band, so you can take over well, for this. Nick Brown, what actually happened? Ghost Seeker. So they've actually dropped music over the pandemic, as we've known, but... They haven't played a show live yet. This was their debut, Nick Brown. This was their first ever show. So first ever. First ever show. So I reckon that's really, really cool. And they sounded pretty good. So like for the first band of the night, like I didn't really know what to expect. I've listened to the songs a few times, but on the stage there, Brini, obviously from Storm the Sky fame back in the day when they were popping off, he's an unbelievable screamer and frontman and he absolutely commanded the stage, Nick. So yep. he was fantastic. I thought their songs were pretty good. I thought their set was decent. The sound got better as it kind of progressed but um to actually open the night i thought they did a great job everyone was in there enjoying themselves bit of job bit of moshing bit of jumping around bit of like party time there nick john g yeah. the man on the floor might be the new mosh bit coordinator nah, that's another I, story i don't we'll like it up. i don't like you it don't know no nah, we can't give him that kind of label he'll, he'll run with that to the <laughs> well joy is the unofficial but official maybe they should just fight now. we'll get them to the fight i don't <laughs> want to see it. that'll be a bloodbath thing that'll be a one two left right good night nick i don't even want to know that but yeah good stuff to go seeker so first show cool things i reckon they'll have a couple of decent songs coming this year because they had those songs released in 2020 yeah ready to go so it's been a two-year wait to get on and i also point. big comment um i think i don't know if jace was the one who did this but like shout out to him for i'll, I'll just give him the credit we'll give him the credit to everything good that happened through the night anything anything, anything course, that was man. bad wasn't his fault um, no. <laughs> no but like uh opening band started 20 minutes and it was like 25 25 30 and 45 or something like that like it progressed up like he should have ghost seeker should never should not be given more than 20 minutes and not with the it, amount it, of music it, they got out exactly. Exactly, no. and like sometimes people just give bands thirty minutes because I don't know they just do it. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, thirty minutes, just have thirty. Earn like, your minutes, Nick. That's yeah. what we need. What we've been trying to get on that for the fucking years now. Yeah. Most bands don't deserve fucking more than ten. So. No. <laughs> but you know who does deserve more than ten? Please Nick? tell me, Clay J. Fucking Gladstone. What Maybe a, the worst name. name of a band. What a name! <laughs> I thought it was just like some like fucking Hitler, not a like a hillbilly band, but one of those fucking like oh what what's that called? what's the what's the genre called? God, I've gone blank. Red the Triple J kind of bloody ah uh, 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 yes uh, Stoner Core, not Stoner Core. <laughs> God damn it, Nick. What's that fucking genre that I hated for indie. so long? Indie. I yeah. thought that was just going to be an indie solo singer with an acoustic guitar. But how Nick, dare How you. wrong were we when we heard their songs last year? Nah, we're like, this right. is the greatest EP of all time. And let her know that, I'd never seen them live, Nick. So to actually walk in there, see five men basically in like $2 shirts, I'm going to call them Nick Brown, unbelievable looking like Motley Crue at times as well, Nick, all basically got naked on the stage, suspenders, People on fucking bars. It was unbelievable. Throwing guitars, Nick. I didn't know what to think of this man. 
But Nick, you know what I thought? What? They were almost the band of the night. How dare <laughs> They were almost my favourite band of the night. <laughs> How dare a band, right? Oh, There's like, what, five members on there. Four of them have their shirts off. And the only the only person who doesn't good is, is the one I wanted to see with his shirt off. Because he looked like he had the best rig out of a lot of them. Great the fucking rig. drummer. This is why drummers are the worst, Nate. <laughs> Don't you dare he bring my can't, drum. He can't read oh. a room. He sees everyone else with his shirt off. And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to. It's a bit chilly in here. Now, fuck off. Take your shirt off. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, a lot of... A lot of um, a lot of manhood being shown. A lot of manhood, but um, so Tim apparently, who's Clay, like the alter ego on the stage, so the vocal. Wait, so his name's not actually Clay? It's actually Tim. <laughs> so awesome. I guess Tim Jade Gladstone. Tim, or Tim. Tim. I don't know how they came up with the Tim name, Jade. but like it, it's it's a bit of a piss take. It's great. They've all been in bands. Apparently, I was listening to the um, podcast with Burjo talking about that and Jace, but they were really good, Nick, and they're very very similar to my Cameron style. Yep. But when I when I hear them live, I really hear the one ear you singing Dan Campbell when in the actual the vocalist. So yep. I, I thought. Dude, if you can sound like that on stage, have the amount of fun that they had. They were bouncing around yeah. like, dude, it looked like the best time, and that really like resonated with the crowd and like me and you. So, what did you think? Like, yeah, loved them. I thought they were awesome. Yep. Um, and they, were, they did something like a lot of bands are doing these days is like, um, they play in a certain way that they don't really have to be perfect. <laughs> like, kind of part of the appeal to Cla- uh, Clay J is kind of like their guitars, bass, they're, drums, they're every, and vocals. They're just every man. You together, know, like yeah. they're just kind of there playing instruments. They fuck up, they fuck up. They're yeah. not like they're not going to beat themselves up for like missing God, no. a note or whatever. The guitarist jumps on the bar, uh, and I think he was too far away from his wireless, so it kept Couldn't on cutting. It. it kept on cutting <laughs> out. Like it was like, and then little fragments of it, and he's like, for fuck's sake, this sounds so much cooler in my head. Then he throws the guitar back on the, at the end of the song oh. and the, oh my god when that happened Nick I know how expensive those things yeah. are so I was kind of worried but Nick they were awesome yeah. ending with Dead Friends they are very similar to Mike Kevin style. I don't know how to describe their live performance. I loved like a, it. They're so. kind of like a pub rock version of Mike Kevin. Not a not a wish version at all, but like they're like they've got a huge they've got huge like garage rock vibes well, and kind of like punk and just a lot of punk rock. A, lot, a bit more punk rock than emo. For Early me. AFI, which yeah. is they were punk as back in the day. They reminded me a hell of a lot of them as well. So yeah. if you're doing those kind of things, good luck to you. I no. can't wait to see them again. Yeah, big time. Good think- like get because Starb obviously pulled out and they were late. Um, in yeah, they were great. I Good honestly, choice. my only thing I would say, I think I wish Clay J played third instead of second. It's my only thing. Well, Nick, thing. I reckon. Um, so a band dropped a song during the week. Banks Arcade. We'll talk about it after the show. Um, review that we do. But if they had played this slot, yeah. I would have been. This would have been my favorite lineup, probably from where I'm at, what I'm listening to at the moment. But yeah. rumors popped up. So they were the the third band. They were another late comer to the the lineup. But Nick, this um. This is where the night kind of... It, it didn't drop. It didn't wane. We're all still in a good mood. Everyone's having a good time. But yeah. their set got delayed 25 minutes. And like I, I went through this the other night at fucking full tilt with Northlane. And I'm like, I, I'll, wait for, I'll wait for Northlane. I fucking yeah, love Yeah, I'll wait for Northlane. I love Northlane, Nick. So, yeah. But rumors like, obviously, like they got a lot of... They had a couple of things that were, were going off. Apparently, it was the guitarist, like the the portable like thing that they play with. Like it okay. wasn't, wasn't going through the, the, the back end and... They got delayed 25 minutes. So for anyone that's listening, Nick, yeah. they cracked it at the um the sound guy at the end of the night from Deadlights when they finished because they couldn't do an encore. 11 o'clock, sh- pure Yeah, 11 cut o'clock cut off. Blame this band because rumors 25 <laughs> minutes late and they played a full set, which is yeah. fine. Like they did that, but yeah. Um, it's, look, I, I remember because I remember they started and I think they had about, when they started, they, I think they, they were halfway through their second song mm. and it was when they should have stopped. Yeah. And Look, it's a tough call you got to make, and I don't know who's who's responsible of making the call. And this is tough. nothing against rumors, because like honestly, if you're if you're on stage and you've like, and obviously the delays in that aren't their fault. Of course like, this not. Is stuff no. that just shit, shit happens, yeah. and like same with Gravemind and what happened to Unify, right? Oh, terrible. But it's like 
It's happening I don't too know, often. So, someone has to like maybe go, hey, like you, you had 25, now you've got 20. Or yeah. like cut them a little bit or yeah. do do something because it just felt, I don't know. It, it's just tough. It's, again, nothing against the band because if, no, if they're not getting told to stop, why would you stop? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not getting told, just fucking play your set you were planning to play. Is this happening too often? Like, is this because we haven't had Technical gigs difficulties, for, yes. Is this because we haven't had gigs for so long? Or is this just people, like, have forgotten what to do? Or bands have too much, like, backing stuff going on that they need it? They Maybe. rely on it too much? Like, Maybe, I don't so know. I remember back in the day, like, we'd literally, like, we weren't, like, I'm not saying we're a great band, but, like, you just rock up hang on, on, those hang, bands. on hang on, hang on. Greatest <laughs> band of all time, Nick Brown. But, like, you. You, honestly, you just you plug your guitars in, you got your, your boards there ready to go, you got your drums, you do your sound check you didn't even have to tour you just rocked up and winged it and just said all right turn me fucking up yeah <laughs> turn me up yeah. oh, i but just like, feel like you- do, do vocal check check one yeah it sounds good <laughs> like, well, i remember talking to jay before the actual the, the set and like deadlights were really scared because they didn't have their clickers going through their ears so that to play on just their ears and stuff instead of what they normally do and they're really worried about that i'm like well they're a good enough band to get away with that and we saw yeah. them do that but like yeah with rumors i did feel really bad for them yeah. and like honestly the, the the mood did dim a little bit, but like they played a decent set. A lot of people had a good time. A lot of people went there to see them. But honestly, yeah, it was a little tough. bit bummed with that. Nick. Yeah, and it does. And same same with Greymind again. Not just always bringing up that, but like the the energy does get a little bit zapped out of the crowd, and it's a little bit like oh shit, like I wish. I yeah, a bit of momentum dies out. Best way of putting it. And like yeah, that we we saw them for a few songs, then we went outside because there's a lot of people there we want to say hi to. Yes, and I want to beat up that singer from that band. I can't remember. Well, Nick, you had to recover <laughs> after your three round battle. Yeah, you had. exactly. It gave you a good little brawl there, Nick. Nah, it's all right. It's nah, all right. It was all one way. But uh, no, honestly, yeah, good stuff to rumors. Good stuff for getting on the bill. But hopefully next time we can see a full set that doesn't have those difficulties. But Nick Brown, yes, basically the band. Not everyone came to see, but a lot of people did. A lot, a lot of, of people, people bought did. tickets for this gig. To go see Bloom because they got they're on their sink into the soil to us. So they just dropped that single, and this was their Melbourne show. So people that were just Bloom fans, like they didn't know a lot about what was going on with the fundraiser and stuff. They came to this night. We saw people in Bloom shirts, and my God, Nick, I missed out on Unify. They said so. Bloomifiers, they took over. Bloomify, and they had the whole stupendous extravaganza before WrestleMania, Nick. Yeah, that's what they exactly. did. Unify, but. This is great. They honestly now, like, that felt like you're at a counterpart show, like a lot of that set. Like, it just felt like the crowd were just doing the big moments, singing them back to the vocals with Jono, and it was great. I really enjoyed the set. Band are great, honestly. Like, Blue, I know it sounds... Sometimes you sound like a broken record, because, like, how many ways can you describe the same thing? But Bloom are, like, top tier right now, and they are, like... They feel like they're thriving. Like, as a live band, they've never sounded better. At, as now and it was really cool seeing them go from you know the big festival stage to the little club stage you just mm. know that they can work both of those pretty well obviously they're, they're pretty much playing the same set but there's little little moments that you can kind of you could drag the crowd into things or yep. you can you know when to do things like it's like in wrestling knife and you perform in front of you know in an arena to a stadium it's like it's different you gotta, you gotta work out the difference gotta feel it. absolutely but Bloom are just awesome, man. Mm. I thought that some of the cleans were a little bit off. Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably my only con- um, complaint, but like the crowd was singing so loud, it's pretty hard to hear the cleans sometimes. So like, it's not, you know, it's not that fucking big of a complaint. The um, only complaint I have is that the fucking rain came right when I was getting out of there at the yeah. end of the night, Nick. And, and I blame Bloom for that. Well, the boys, <laughs> they're actually, they were just in their van off to the side there. I had to duck past them. I really wanted to catch up and say good day, but... They were awesome. I can't wait to see them again. And they'll have big things coming in 2022. Are you saying watch this space, big things watch coming? Watch this <laughs> fucking space. Like their like tour schedule, I don't know how many shows they've got coming up, but I can see something big happening. 
Yeah, I love, I'd love them. I think they're just a, a US tour away from just blowing the fuck up. Get them over there. Get them on, on a movements tour or something. Be Ash awesome. Ashal, make it happen. How dare you, Ash? How I'm, dare call, you I'm talking to you right it. now, Ashal. I'll beat the shit out of you too. Yeah, nah, you probably beat me up. Um, <laughs> Deadlights headline. Yes. I tell you what, I was a little bit nervous, a little bit worried for them because the crowd weren't too in, I guess. There weren't that many in the room when no. they were kind of about to walk out. And I was thinking, oh shit, like maybe maybe they're just not the band. Maybe the fundraiser was the event, which it was. Like I think I think more people bought um, tickets regardless of the lineup and brought it for the fundraiser more than anything. And I think like Deadlights and Bloom and those bands and Clay J and all that were like kind of just add-ons. I think that was like, oh cool, I get to see these bands, but I'm supporting my mates or I'm supporting Jace. Like that was that's the event. It's like um Well, we would have gone regardless of the lineup. Yeah. It's like invasion it's, it's like Invasion Fest or like no, sorry, it's like the Grayscale Showcase. Like it, yes. the, the lineup to me didn't matter. It was all about supporting the label and supporting what they've done and uh, I thought that was the headliner more than anything our deadlights came out the crowd filled up to a like pretty much to a capacity full, full to the brim I would say uh, of people and it was really fucking cool I was expected to watch about four or five songs and then head home wasn't feeling too great Still, well guess what Nick Brown I stayed the whole time oh, I had a question for you did you stay the whole time I yes, stayed you, the entire did, time Nick. also because I couldn't I was near the front and yeah, I couldn't no find way my out. way back I, I was like fuck I'm, I'm stuck here regardless <laughs> my first VHS that I actually physically owned no way out 2001 the return of the NWO you bitch <laughs> you <laughs> absolute bitch main weekend Nick I'm sorry I know the wrestling's on Nathan. but dude I honestly still can't believe that Ted Lights played this night yeah. I was saying it to you, I'm like, because this, honestly, it felt like half between, honestly, like a big party for all your mates. Like, you had a whole crew there for the fundraiser and stuff. But then again, like, the feature was having the bands as well as, like, the perk on top of that. And to get a band like Deadlights coming, like, they haven't really played. Is that the first time playing the Uncanny Tour? Uh, Uncanny Valley? I think so, yeah. They were doing a headliner. They played Malibu. They played with Polaris. That's, yeah. a, that's a lie. They played four shows but in Victoria. Headliner, baby. This was. Yeah. This was. They were the main event, Nick. They were the main event. They were Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. They were Brock Lesnar <laughs> and the Rock Kevin at Owens. SummerSlam, Nick. <laughs> no, that's what they were back in the day. But um, <laughs> they were great. They were really cool. I, I haven't heard a lot of these songs live yet. So to see a lot of these and... To actually hear, like I heard, um, so Dill did the podcast on the, what we did on the weekend, shouting them out again, but he actually had a talk about, like, actually he said it throughout the night as well about how, like, they, as soon as they heard the cause, they wanted to jump on and do it. Like, he said a few Beyond Blue kind of stories, because, like, everyone's got a Beyond Blue story. Like, my yeah. actual, i got an interesting story for you, Nick Brand. Yeah. My journey with Beyond Blue started when I was 10. Yeah. Please. So, my dad, actually, they wanted him to become a speaker. He did a couple of speaking nights as a man with depression. So, I've grown up with that in my family. So... As soon as they chose that as the the charity, I, I, I was straight on board. And I'm pretty sure Dill spoke about a couple of things in certain songs that kind of he could relate to and like to get behind. And they said yes straight away to Jess. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I and, love their set. And I also remember when we played, this is another old, like when we played in a band. Oh, yes. When we played, we played at our old high school probably oh. a year or two out. Yes, of, um, out, And we did it, for, we did a Beyond Blue, Beyond Blue. For fundraiser. Yes. And you know what the thing was? The whole idea of that was, I remember this, um, it was like, you're supposed to do like a, a gold coin gold donation coin entry, to yeah. get in. But then we kind of like, we nixed that plan right at the end because we we're like, well, we just want people to be in. Like, we didn't yeah. want people to be like, just I don't come. have a gold coin. We're just yeah. like, get in the fucking room. Yeah, just come. And I just remember like arriving and like giving Beyond Blue the banner back and I just paid. I'm like, that was about 150 people. I'll just yeah. give you some money. Like, there you go. Like, appreciate that, guys. Because they gave us so much shit to hand out as yes. well. Like, they were so willing to work with us. And we, they had no re right to work with us back then not, as well. Because like, we were just this local band. I just remember walking in like, hey, we're doing a show would you like to like get him like get it? Yeah. yeah and he's like they gave us like a hundred wristbands a hundred bottles like hats and shit it was, and insane. It was just in yeah it was mental but like the cause like you say like everyone over the last two years has had a struggle with yeah. their mental battles so to raise over 15 grand just like 
just normal blokes just doing it and getting yeah. together all these bands and getting all these people behind you. And it, I've got to shout out Dana too. She was on the podcast talking as well. Yeah. She did a great job with a lot of the organizing and stuff. So it's just a great day. We, we finished on a high with Deadlights. Oh, yeah. And awesome. It, it was really cool, Nick. Their new songs went over really well. They um, did. I, King of Nowhere was massive. Yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't a huge on the Uncanny <sighs> Valley when it came out. And I'm still not, I still don't think it's like the best album ever. But when I was hearing it live, I was like, ooh. This this hits a lot harder than what I remember being on record. Echo at- Chamber, Northland versus Echo Chamber, Deadlights, Nick. Interesting. I'll um I'll plead the fifth on that knife, and I'm not allowed to. <laughs> no, it's definitely going to be Deadlights now because I just saw it. Um, I and I went. I walked away before Northland played a full tilt. So <laughs> I saw one. And I didn't see the other. That's the easiest fucking <laughs> battle ever. Nah, shout out, yeah, shout out Deadlights for coming down. Um, as you said, it felt a little bit surreal for them actually doing it. Yes. Um, flying down for that show. Um, shout out for Chase for like. Going big as well, like, Going you, for like it, yep. you gotta have the the uh, I don't know the what's the fucking word I'm the balls, Nick. To yeah, go the after balls this. of the ambition um, yes. to like go after these bands. Like you could easily just fill it with your mates' bands and all that, and that'd be fine. I have yeah. no issue with that. But like, you know, you want to put on the best show possible, and you want to kind of ultimately raise as much money as you can. And he did. He put every or he put his best foot forward every opportunity. So like, shout out to Jay, shout out to Burjo. Um, yeah, they've done amazing things and. There's Wait. a reason why I th- we think that Jace is carrying the scene right now. Wait for November, Nick Brown. Wait for November. The next one's coming. Absolutely. The next one's coming. Static so. revenue, baby. We're on. We're opening. We're playing the second set, the third set. Yep. And we are actually headlining yeah. next. And then we're doing a DJ set. <laughs> we are DJ set <laughs> afterwards. That's so. when we go the Russian house music comes <laughs> on. It's going to be awesome. Well, gonna, I'm just going to be playing fucking what, Eskimo Callboy. Uh, actually, Electric no, Callboy. Electric Sorry, Callboy. Electric Callboy. I'm going to be playing that song. <laughs> Pump that shit. I'm Pump gonna, it. I'm going to be playing the intro to Bruno. Um, that that house intro. Bruno. That might be the root sound song as well. I don't know. They all sound the same. To me. They do. Um, <laughs> Mold into one. They say. Uh, there's been some music that's come out this week. Nave. A couple of tracks I thought was um, worth talking about. Let's talk about the Thornhill, but like a version. Um, I wanted to chat about that really quickly. I got a pot shot for that. Please, please bring up now. You want an early pot shot? Yeah, please. So Nick Brown, to you, early pot shot. Yes. So Thornhill should have picked another band or song in their like a version. Yeah or no? Um, you know what? I'll go. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fifty fifty on this cover. Yeah, I I thought it was okay. It's not particularly an exciting song to do. Like I'm a big, Very safe. I'm a big muse song muse fan, old yes. school fan, and Supermassive Black Hole is really cool. But Great song. on guitar, it's not pretty. It's not really that impressive. I thought at the start the vocals, Jacob, but the first um. First verse when he was kind of going instead of he like you know the actual song's got yeah. the like Ooh, baby, mm. I'm a mama. Mm. and then but he's just going like who baby like he's kind of doing like just a low voice and it just i was like oh this could be really rough he changed it and he's going for all these things and like it sounded good it sounded fine but as you said i feel like they could have taken a bigger risk here and especially after their last few songs and we've been especially after casanova essentially and we were like oh this is a big muse influence for them well, to come out and actually do a muse song it's like it felt a bit obvious well that's exactly why apparently they did it so yeah. to actually go back at the people saying they sounded like muse but uh, i honestly I guess, i'm not yeah. i'm not expecting them to actually come out and do like a fucking like a reggae song or anything yeah. but i'm just saying that felt really safe to me like i really love the way they play like they got great sounds with the big riffs and stuff but I just thought that was a really safe pick and I would just love to see them try something different that's out of the rock genre. Like, yeah. like try and just make something your own. Like, I, I, that's what I always felt the Triple J Like A Version was going to be about. Yeah. Like, if you're a rock band and you're just going to go cover a Silverchair song, it's like, well, yeah, you, anyone could probably go and do that. But if yeah. you're like, I reckon they could have done something really cool and they didn't. But you yeah. know what it is, Nick? Yes. It's promo to the new album. So Absolutely, you, you yeah. got a hell of a, uh, of a big buddy market and network now from 
people watching this song and listening to it on Triple J all week. So they're yeah. going to have that album pop up and people are going to be being like, get behind them now. So yeah. I feel we'll like see. I feel like when you're a heavy band, you can either beef up a non-beefed up song. So like, I don't know, fucking do like Get Lucky by Daft Punk and Pharrell or something. Why not? And like beef it up and make it really heavy. Yeah. Or you can essentially do a stripped back version of that and then go a little yeah. bit heavy at the end. And that's yeah. kind of like the two ways that people go. They've kind of gone a pretty standard way. Yeah. They added their own little bit in certain parts. Yeah, they grooved it up a little bit. I don't bit, know. By the time it got to that bit, I was a little bit, I don't know. I wasn't ready for it. And I've, I'm with you. We've been big on the new Thornhill stuff as well. So it was, I was, yeah, I was just expecting a little bit more, I guess is the best way. Um, Void of Vision released a new song today. Yes. Into the Dark. Um, not In the Dark by Bruby the Horizon. Um, Another EP announced too, Nick. Yep, we got the second Confirmed. part. Confirmed. Um, so that's cool. Um, coming out someday. I don't know, probably. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> well, Nick, I'm telling you, they're going to do what Mice and Men did, I reckon. Yeah, do it like the three. Com- combined, so just do yeah. four, four little EPs. Make it into one big album at the end of it and just go for it from there. Chronicles 2, uh, Heaven, out April 29. Um, so what? that's four weeks away. So you know, they'll probably have two more songs because they've had the Dominatrix now this. Oh, dude. That's exactly. Uh, it was four on the first one yeah, with the kind of the... intro song. But yeah. like that's worked out perfectly for their live shows. But Nick, like I've said before, bands have written that much music over the pandemic. This is a good way to do it. Go out, two of this. Then you release the next one, two, two of that. that. Yep. And from there, you just go on and upwards. So and then, and I then, love it. And then they do the redux with uh, features on every song like they did for Hyper Days. Oh, that'd be so fucking hard. When's the up late feature happening live, Nick? <laughs> oh, never. It'll never happen, Nathan. It's disappointing. Unify next year, man. I'm telling you. I'm calling Fuck you. It. Yeah, it just, just like the psychosocial covers coming. <laughs> up late's going to DJ and do a set on the Thursday night. <laughs> and then Friday, when Void headline next year's Unify, that'll be the sub headline. Yeah, song's good. Um, I don't it think is. it's as good as Dominatrix. Nothing's um, going to be as good as that. Yeah, that's going to be one of the best songs of the year. It's going to be top 10 for sure. Um, I They do a lot more cleans on this, and I don't. I actually quite think the cleans are quite good. I think the chorus is decent without being exceptional. But um, I think they said they... Didn't they write this? They said with um, Dan Searle. I think it was from Architects, which is pretty insane. That's a massive get if yeah, so. I, I, I remember them saying that, or someone tweeted it or something. Um, that's huge, dude. So, like, that's pretty fucking impressive. Where the hell were they talking to him? Why, when was this? I don't know. Probably the other day. Is <laughs> that over Skype there or a couple of brews down in Brunny? Uh, Having a, a couple of lagers. <laughs> oh, a couple of lagers. How fucking dare you? But Nick. Yes. A couple more songs. Yes, please. Dreg. Yes. They're back. So, yes. Dr. Fauci. Yep. We're going that. Fauci didn't kill himself. So, yeah. return to form. Yay or nay? I want to talk about this. I was going to... Br- talk to me about it, Nick. It's kind of a pot shot, but I'll just kind of leave. I'll we'll just kind of talk about it and I'll just won't use we'll the pot it. shot. Yes. Um, and I was talking about this with a friend the other day. I've, you know, we've talked about the art of how, how to release things and how things have changed and like albums are kind of, you know, are tough to release because a lot of people don't want to listen to a lot of the songs on the back end. And if they don't grab you first listen, if they don't, it's why would you go back? There's so much music. Why would you go back? Kind of thing. But Drake have released a shit ton of singles over the past couple of years, Nave. I'm just looking now. I'm trying to count them. 11, it's 12. This is 13. 13 singles. 13 singles since 2018's Return of the Dreg. That's insane. And there's like one two track in there. So the two like, track, yeah, the literal that, that two track. We'll yes. count that as those as singles, yes. essentially. Um, and I, I, we've always said like that they're going for that way. It's kind of cool. Like, let's see what happens. But I feel like they've hit the threshold of how many singles because now, I remember when I saw Unify, and it was the only criticism I had at Unify. There were certain times where Chris was like, hey, this song's called... I don't know, beta gods or whatever it might be. Yep. And I didn't know what it was going to sound like because I'm like, fuck, which single is that? Because 
they've just all Meshed been into one. Yeah, they all kind of blend in. Like Dreg, as much as I love Dreg, and this song's a cool song, it has a cool riff. I don't particularly like Chris's vocals at the start, and I think the title's a little bit too edgy for its own good. Um, and probably about a year too late. But like, yeah, it has a lot going for it. But I just don't want. I feel like Dreg have a few songs now are a little bit lost lost in the shuffle. And it's fine because Drake just have about three different ways of writing songs. And this isn't a bad thing, but like, you know, besides your songs like Return the Dreg and uh, Hyperbole and that, like a lot of their songs do blend in. <laughs> and like, they do have a lot of those just hardcore two-step moments and they have the beat down and that shit. And like, that's, that's their sound and that's completely fine. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the singles are almost restricting them at this stage. I feel like they need an EP to be able to give them a chance to do something a bit cr- more creative than what they're doing at, this, at the moment. Yeah, not a bad shout, Nick. So I'm just looking at all their songs from last year. So Evolve Internet, 21st Century Ignorance. How many of these do you reckon you could like, like if you heard it live, you'd be like, I can name that song. Then you got Radio Replica. No. you got Trunks. you got Beta Gods, like you just yeah, said. I, then you've got songs from this year. you got Drag Music and now you got this one. So yeah. like you say, it's a constant flow of music, but... Like I know, I know Hectic, I know Evolve, um, I know those ones, but like, as you, you know said- know Internet I, too. Yeah, I, I know Internet, absolutely. Um, Trunks is good because it sounds like Shikari. Trunks, I couldn't tell you how the fuck it sounds. And that's the thing, I don't know Trunks, I don't know how Beta God sounds um, until it starts. And then some songs that gets halfway through and I'm like, oh, it's this one. And like, if it's taking a minute and a half for me to work out what fucking song they're playing, I, might, I don't think that's a good thing, man. And yeah. like, uh, regardless, I think the song's good. I think the song's good. There's a big riff in it. I like the riff. Um, somebody just sent me a, a thing of what they thought was in full tilt. Um, oh, in the capacity. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't What's know. the prediction, Nick? Live on our live reading. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Say it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed Is to it say 4, it. Is it 4,389? No, it's uh, ah, it's okay. a lot more than that. Um, Is it 7,322? Uh, it's a little bit less than that. 6,412. I'll go with that. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. We're not, I'm not having to guess all third, fucking night. Third time lucky, yeah, Nick. Third perfect. time's the charm. <laughs> Get the fuck well, out of here. Because we said, you know, we've, we've, I've, um, I remember when we did that thing and was like, I don't know if there's two to three or like four to six or something. And yeah. um, I heard a few people say there might be this upwards of six. And I think there might have been upwards of six. It grew, dude. Yeah. As that day, like, I honestly evolved as we just talked about evolved by drag. But yeah. um, that did. That really, by the end of the day with Northlane, when I walked out and I looked at that crowd, Nick, <laughs> that looked monstrous yeah. from the back. So if they did... That's huge. It just means that we're going to obviously get it again, which is what they've said well, in July. So we're waiting for that. They've already got the first band um, announced from uh, for Full Tilt. Oh. Static Dress, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, cool. International band. I yeah, don't yeah. know. I've never really heard them, to be fair, but that's good. It means, international, it means there's going to be more internationals on there. Uh, that's a good sign. Let's got to go back to Drag for a sec. Yeah, please. So when they signed to Epitaph, yeah. would they have had the intention Epitaph? Because they got signed, then they went straight away. They got announced on that tour. Yeah. And the pandemic, and the pandemic hit and they couldn't hit. play. Yeah. Do you think they had something ready to go album-wise at that stage and Epitaph would want that? Because I don't think, if you're a record label, you'd want a record out by now. I don't know. Well, It's I, nearly two and a half years next. Well, who time. knows how much like Epitaph are doing? Who knows how much creative control they're them. giving them? I'd say um, a lot with the, yeah, <laughs> the things well, that they're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. But maybe Epitaph <laughs> are suggesting that. Maybe they're the ones who are like, maybe. hey, we want you to... We we want you to do is w- the wild shit that you guys do, but we want you to release it in single form. Yeah. Like we want you, we're going to use you guys in this, as an experiment just to see what the metrics do and see if it works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I don't mind people releasing singles. I think singles are really important, and you know, releasing one-off songs are great. But I think they've released so many that, as I said, they've just kind of all become the same song now. We like it when you release a single for. All- either a tour or a festival like Banks Arcade done with Chosen, which yes. is probably my favorite song let's, of the week. Yeah, let's it's talk about that one, please. fucking phenomenal, this track. This it's so for, bring me. Isn't this song for something? It's for like a gaming thing or something. Is it? it? There you go. I'm, I'll look it up as you talk about Yeah, track, go mate. for it. But dude, I, honestly, when I first heard this, as soon as I heard that first like, verse and then Hawk, I'm like, wow, wee. Yeah. It was very Ollie, very bring me in style. But 
they're heading over to the UK, I'm pretty sure now, Nick, to do... Uh, is it download their one on one of the smaller yeah, the, stages? D- download Uck. This no. is... <laughs> Uck. How fucking... T- who do you think you are? But honestly, like, this will translate to that crowd in a just a, a sing-along. Like, they're not going to really know the words, but they'll go away from a set like that, hearing a song like this and being like, wow, this yeah. band is really good. And, dude, like, honestly, last year, Don't Start made the 100, and that was the first track I'd really listened to from Banks IK, but since then... These last two tracks that they've dropped this year in 2022 are fabulous, Nick. Yeah. And that's the song I'm rolling with. That's the sorry, okay. the word that I'm rolling I've got, with. I've got it, Nathan. I found it. I found the fucking. I'm just going to read the media release off the fucking bat. I go for it because <laughs> media releases sound funny when you read them out loud. Uh, Banks Arcade return with a new single, Chosen track, and the track is selected as an esports tournament theme. Esports, okay. Uh, so a high act, a high octane. Um, concoction of hard rock, grunge, electro, and a metalcore. The new single, Chosen from Banks Arcade, is fueled for big things. Big things. Um, big things. Good things are coming. Uh, including being handpicked as the theme song for the Rainbow Six Siege Oceanic Nationals for 2022. Now, Rainbow Six Siege is a massive game. That is um, sick. So that's pretty huge for them. Um, it's like it's not as big as it used to be kind of thing, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome for them to do that. Um, I don't know how they would have... Uh, applied for it i'd love mm. to get josh on to like i know i gotta beat the shit out of him one day but like yeah i'd like to get him on to talk about that at some stage but that honestly like it feels like it's the start of something now so like oh, if they're, yeah. if they're jumping on something like that which like who knows how many people are going to listen to this song now and from there that's all you need like fifa sold that many fucking bands tours out yeah. from all their songs that they had on there they, so they should got to get on the right one they next. should get paid for the rest of their lives for the amount of careers that fifa launched that's honestly, what i've been dude it is it's crazy uh but yeah banks arcade man like they're a band who it's like throughout the pandemic where a lot of bands have been a little bit lazy, understandably so, yes. and you know they've released the singles, or a lot of bands who sound the fucking same, which are a lot of bands, Banks Arcade have just like jumped ahead of about 80% of the, the scene, and they're up, to me, they're in like the top 20 or top 15% of the bands going right now. They're the most exciting new band up and coming, I think, because like a lot of the bands that we'll listen to from the start of this show are now into their second album phase, like yeah. Thornhill, Polaris, Ocean Grove, they're all dropped second albums yeah. by now, like Thornhill's just about to, but... Even Wind Waker's got their album coming out, but Banks Arcade still feel like they're still at the start, yeah. and we're going and riding that. We're going to ride that wave with them. So yeah. hopefully they do go overseas and kill it because and they got a great sound. Like Smile a really good is sound. a phenomenal song. Oh, and yeah. now Chosen is a fucking phenomenal. Song. Oh yeah, so, baby, good shit. But Nick, oh yeah, baby, yes. drop. There's a big EP <laughs> drop during the week called Please. "Lowest Form of Animal" by a band called. Kublai Khan. Yes. Have you heard it? Kublai Khan are a scary band. Um, they like they're a band who like I wouldn't go to one of their shows not because I don't want to, not just because I value my health. Um, I just don't want to get hurt. Well and handled. I, it. And I know as soon as I get there, about half the fucking crowd would turn to me and try and hit me because they just don't like me as a person, no, which dude. is fair enough. Yeah, um, that's why I'm too scared to go near the pits these days. Exactly. But seriously, that guy from Alira is gonna fucking kick the shit out of me. He will, Nick. He's gonna <laughs> fucking curb stomp you, buddy. American history X oh, Absolutely brutal, but Nick. Yeah. Honestly, this is a little bit like Knock Loose last year. Yeah. Very unfair for a band this big to drop a <laughs> an hardcore EP. EP like this because this is going to be hard to top. But Swan Song's a banger. Loyal to None's a banger. Resentment dropped last year is absolutely huge. So it's only five tracks, dudes. Go out and listen to it. Um, chicks, dudes, wherever. Like, go out to the gym and just pump out iron and enjoy this because, Nick, yeah. I'm telling you, this is fucking awesome. I love it. Uh, Nave? Yes. Do you want to do pot shots? I'll give you a couple of potties. Yeah, absolutely. Quick questions, quick answers. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Actually, we've kind of both gone first. So I went first and you kind of had a yeah, pot so shot. So go. I'll go now. <laughs> I think it's my turn, Nick. But Nick. Yes. Dream on Dreamer. Playing at our first Kisses emo night is an absolute stitch up. 
Yay or nay? Nay. I love it. Get um, the fuck I'm out not of here, going Nick. to the show, so I couldn't give a fuck who plays. I thought they retired, Nick. No, no. Get the fuck out. No, what what is going on here? Yet. They're still doing the retirement tour. Like, Nick. Hey, Nathan, there are tours that go for years. Nick. Metallica do a world tour and they're still going for years. Elton John's still on his farewell tour. Yeah, and that started 2003. By like, the Yellow Brick Road, Nick. It's but insane. Nick, okay, I will rebut yes. for this fact alone. Why? Getting the Veronica's Nick yep. <laughs> makes everything for this lineup amazing. Oh, absolutely. So having that Veronica's on the top with the little kisses next, it's just that's a really cool looking poster. So what's, what's the lineup? What is the lineup? Uh, they've got Dream on Dreamer, you short got stack. Short Stack, you've got the plan. Veronica's, you got the Getaway Plan, and there's one more that I'm um, just I've gone blank off the top of my head, but it's a really cool if you grew up in that era, yeah, like you'll like, love that. I love the fucking Veronica's back in the day. I, I was a sucker. Like my mum bought their first album and yeah. I was like this is the best album. ever well forever being on that is just iconic and then Untouched came out with the next one so they had yeah. two like national like fucking huge songs but forever being on Singstar will always be like <sighs> the hardest song to what do because like game, that Nick. that last one at the end where you had to hit um, it's like you know, they do the chorus and then it's just someone who goes like forever and you just gotta hit that and yeah like you can, can you just do that one more time yeah. for me <laughs> sorry <laughs> 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 forever not bad. You held it too. But like, you know, most people will just like, because they can't hit the high one, they'll just do it. They'll be like, forever. Yeah, and it just said shit. But you can't do that on SingStar. You go hard or you go home. No, like there's no points. I don't care if you get 100% perfect or you get all the b- best parts. It's all about hitting the fucking, like putting on a show in front of whoever's there. Also, if you're doing SingStar by yourself, that's a bit of an issue. <laughs> like, closure in Moscow. Closure in Moscow. So they'll be opening up the day, but that's a really cool little thing. that sh- The Shroyal lines are done. Yeah. Once again. I love it. Um, Nathan, for you, MGK doing awful covers is a marketing strategy. Yay or nay? Yay, Nick, because you know why? So I watched this during the week. So his yeah. Howard Stern interview. So yes. I actually had a I had a pot shot I was going to give to you about MGK, but yeah. I'll refrain from that. But honestly, yes, because like it, it's clickbait. So it's actually uh, it's one of the quiz questions. So I was going to say what yeah. system of a down song he Aerials. did. So which was Ariel. So, yes. but honestly, what, all do you, the metal- what do you think of the cover first? Average. Doesn't he? Uh, you know what? It's a little bit. Yeah. Well, he hasn't got Travis drumming down. He's got an actual session drummer that plays with him all all around. Yeah. Played over in the he South does, America. He doesn't have the voice, man. No, like, he it's, doesn't. It's the he doesn't have the range for it. Like it's fine for MGK to do covers and shit, but like I think the thing is that he's gone for what Haley Williams and he's gone for Serge Tankian, and it's like these are two iconic vocalists who have huge range, and MGK always like operates within like. You know, very it's very close. I don't know how what the fucking correct terms are, but like he doesn't really have a, a huge fucking capacity. I can't hit high notes. No. Um, that misery business cover. That's one of the worst covers I've, I've ever heard. But it's Nick, so like it's tragically bad. I hate bringing up this person on this podcast. Yeah, he's not in our scene. Okay, but he's a marketing guru. Ah, yes. His name's Cooper Gretsch. Okay, explain Cooper. Forty three k plus AFL trades and information page on Facebook, which has become a meme in itself. Nick. Yep. So, what does this man do? He'll write a post and like whether it's the team of the week, and he'll leave three players out, or he'll do his votes deliberately so people will click on the article and say you're fucking wrong, you're an idiot. Yep. Automatically, he's won the game because yep. he's got five hundred comments of people saying you're stupid. MGK, which I'm going to equate it to, yeah. is going to piss the metal community off by doing a song by System of a Down, one of the biggest metal bands of the last 20 years. Yeah. People are going to automatically go, boom, this is shit. And it's publicity and it's press yeah. and that's how you sell shit. That's what buddy fucking Eric Bischoff did in WCW <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the 90s. Oh, so the wrestling I, reference I, again. Yes, Nick. <laughs> so I'm telling you, like things like this, I hate because I hate that he's done it. Yeah. One of my favorite system songs, but <laughs> he's done it. 
and he's promoted it on Howard Stern, which is the biggest radio thing in fucking America still. Yeah. And that's how he's rolling, it's dude. Weird. I think you're right, but 100%. It's hard because uh, I don't know where to... I, I'm genuinely on the fence on either side. I can see it both ways. Like, I, I listen to like... One of the things I took out of listening to the, his new album, Mainstream Sellout, was yeah. he really does give a shit about what people think of him. Oh, yeah. Like, you can really tell lyrically. He In the does, lyrics, you can He's hear, not yeah. happy. Like, he's not happy that he's kind of the punching bag. And, like... I, a part of me agrees with him in the sense that, like, and he would he said it in the same Howard Stern interview. He's like, man, we've been, like, if you look 10 years ago on Warp Tour, we're there. Like, we're on Warp Tour. Like, yeah. we've been, people, oh, yeah. people think, like, he hasn't been a part of the scene. It's a big reason why I kind of jumped on the bandwagon pretty early. Immediately. A few yeah. years ago, like, before he started going full pop punk, I was like, he's been, he's done Rock Am Rings. He's done down, like, he's been on metal stages. He was the crossover guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, like, so that part of me thinks that like he wouldn't enjoy, he wouldn't go out and deliberately do a terrible cover, yeah. kind of thing. Like That's I think, fair. I think, I, he, I, agree I think that, he's yeah. a fan. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, everyone's a, like, you know, if you like 100%. heavy music, you like System of a Down. Yes. They're just incredible. Like, yes. They're just one. Of, they're one of one. That that band, nobody can fucking imitate them. Um, so it's a tough one to do. But yes. I just think that he's just a fan doing it and. I, I don't know. Like that's, that's one it, side but of it. But he's trying. Like, yeah. I get that. I get what you're saying. But yeah. the other side of it is, yeah, like he might be. He might just be doing what you said. Like, I don't know if it helps him. Does it really help him to go out and do, like, does he sit with his marketing team and go, I'm going to okay. go sing a system and song on Howard Stern. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Well, they're like, Col- Colson, you know what you haven't done recently? He's like, what What, what a great name it is, yeah. isn't it? Col- yeah, Col- That's Derek Wibley style, <laughs> Nick. Seriously. Colson Baker, what, what's going on, mate? And he's like, yeah, uh, you know what you haven't done recently? Like, ruined a great song. <laughs> go out and ruin it. Yeah, and he's like, what are we thinking? You know what? We did We did the emo community with Paramore. Yep. They hate you. Let's move on. Let's metal. go to the metal community. Let's like, trash him. If, look, You're right. It's not completely out of the realm possibility, but yeah. I think it's unlikely that that yeah. happens. Um, I just think he's trying too hard now. I think it's like, I think it's upset. I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but I also, I still it's can... hard to fucking, it's far, hard to like him when his music's not good. Oh, I still commend him for having the pulse to do yeah. what he did. Like, to honestly change genres yep. at that stage of his career where he's fresh off movies and at the probably peak of his popularity and yeah. go do this. Like, yes, he's sucked a lot of people in and like he's done a lot of probably stupid things over the years, but like he's done this and grown his brand somehow. So yeah. now with Megan Fox, like the guy's living the dream literally yeah. right now. So, and to hear him talk about um, Taylor Hawkins was yeah. kind of nice as well because like obviously paid, a story. paid reference because like Taylor Hawkins went to the premiere of the Motley Crue movie and, um, Seeing the Tommy Lee mannerisms, how he like learned how to drum and play that. Yeah. Taylor Hawkins was a huge fan of MGK for that, and they were going to go watch him play the Foo Fighters, yeah. and obviously got Cam with the big monsoon that happened and tragedy. It is one of those things, and like it's it's funny because when anyone talks about most people who talk about MGK who know him are like he's a lovely guy, and like when he talks about other people, he seems like a lovely Sincere, guy. Yes. But it just I think it's when he starts talking to or about the general public, I think that's when you realize. That's where the disconnect starts because his life is no, like, he's not relatable. He's not a relatable person and he's trying to be and, like, by, like, singing about little high school problems because that's probably the last time that he was a relatable person to the common common man or woman. Like, yes. it's, that's the thing. Like, he was, like, because after that he became big, like, he became a big rapper. So his life kind of turned into this, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of so shit. Soap opera, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so now he's like, when, what do people relate to? And he's like, the last time I remember relating to the common people was fucking when I was kissing people under the bleachers. And that just sounds weird coming from a 31 year old or whatever way, however old he is. So it's odd. Um, Yeah, sorry. You got one one more for you, Nick. Please. So I've just made it up on the spot, but um, yes, we saw a band last week called Make Them Suffer at Full Tilt who were incredible on stage. They were so happy to be back, but they're obviously lacking that extra 
part next. So to you, Mystique should join Make Them Suffer. Yay or nay? Nay. I think I think Make Them Suffer should start. Honestly, just try and start a start new. Start fresh. Start fresh. Don't get rid of that aspect of it and try and write. So just go hardcore with Sean vocaling doing yep, everything. Absolutely. I don't mind that. Sean, do you Sean, think they'll do it? Have you seen Sean on Onslow? He has pipes. He's, He's got, got the got cleans, pipes, dude. Yeah. He does. And they did, they've changed their style so much over yeah. the last couple of like releases. I think they could do something cool there. I think there's an op- like there's a genuine opportunity to do something interesting here. Like, I like that. Like, yeah, getting another getting another vocalist to kind of fill the fill the void of Booker is like an interesting option. Didn't it, it seem happen? so obvious when you think of that? Oh like, yeah, like she literally joined um, Earthcore about yeah. a month before it shit at the fans. So insane. it's like but, a trade deal between sports teams. Like, <laughs> it's like, honestly, like I love what you said with that idea. I think that would be great to see yeah. them do that. I just thought if they did get someone, that would have been perfect, and she could juggle both them. But yeah, absolutely. That, I like your idea better. Yeah, Obi does it. Obi does it. Like, and yeah, I think it gives him more room to room to move. Um, also for you, Nathan. Last yes. one. Uh, full tilt and good things will kneecap each other. Yay or nay? Both destroy. Yeah. yeah, both destroy lines. Ooh, both destroy lines, and both within six months of each six months just, of each other. Just in the sense that you know you can't like if they get international. Say they get I don't know half a dozen internationals yeah. for full tilt, and mm-hmm. then they get a dozen for good things. Like, you know, you can't do... Obviously, they can't cross over or anything like that. It might... You know, they might kind of struggle. I don't think so. I'm going to say nay, purely yep. because, like, with Night and Day and now Full Tilt, like, we got a couple of crossovers, but they did a good enough job to kind of differenti- yeah. differentiate both of the festivals. And having unifying between them, like, we've seen a lot of Australian bands now the last six months. So, we're ready for internationals. Oh, and yeah. I think there's a hell of a lot that will want to get to Australia, and yeah. they'll all jump at the chance. So, I think... They'll get enough different people from each lineup, and six months in between is enough. Because yeah. like it felt like when we were going to go to Unify in January, I was cooked still from, <laughs> from night and day. Yeah. Coming back from COVID, I would I would have struggled at that festival. Yeah. So a month in between, yay, but nay for the six month gap. But I'm yeah. really excited for both, and I can't wait to see the lineup. So if it's July, dude, what's it now? January, February, March, April. So we're in April. Yeah. So May, June, July. So it's two and a half months away for the yeah. new. Fe- they're gonna have to and announce something soon. It might be, it might be this month, like or early next month. Really, it probably has to be. Yeah, like, how many, tickets, we, how many weeks can you sell tickets for? Really, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Actually, it's one of those. Uh, it's cool, but because I think everyone's gonna be hungry to come over to Australia, and it's it's also interesting because I always used to love. Well, not even love, but I used to enjoy the seeing which bands were like gutsy enough to come over and do their own headliner tour when they knew they could just jump on a sound wave or a big day out back in the day. Like Bullet for My Valentine were perfect. Like you know, big. Um, I don't know. They got they suffered from every two years they jump on a sound wave, and it was almost like their way. Kill this. We yeah, don't. We shows. don't want to come over and do a headliner because we're not sure how many people can we can actually sell. But we know if we play a festival, we can play in front of three to four thousand. Yeah. I remember. Say, I think someone said during the week they were like. Um, they, there was an artist, I can't remember who it was, but they were like playing in front of like 8,000 people at a festival is like the equivalent of paying in front of like 1,000 at a solo show. Like really? that's like, that's go. how they, they view it. It's like, yeah. like, it's great to see that many people, yeah. but like when you have people who are paying money just to see you, like it's a whole nother level and yeah. like they're, they're singing all the words and like they know that most people who are seeing them when they are playing in front of 8,000 are casuals who don't yes. really know much or they might know one song. It's uh-huh. a chance to finally see the band. That's yeah. what we do like at a Unify. Like if you don't know a heap of the band songs, you're going to go check them out and if you like the set, you'll jump on and listen to them. Absolutely. So, very interesting. But Nick, yes. you're, you're already one for one from the quiz. I'm, so I'm fucking incredible. So you only need seven out of the next nine to win the quiz. Once again, I'm pretty sure you've won five in a row now, Nick. Bro. Um, You know what? I... I have needed a little bit of assistance yeah. at times. <laughs> I'm, 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 be, I'm being your guardian angel there, I'm Nick. I'm feeling good. I won't help you this time. I'll, no, I'll see how you're going here, right, I'm Nick one Brown. from one already, so but I'm Nick happy. Brown, one for one. So question number two to you. Yes. What came first, Nick Brown? 
The ghost inside get what you give, or while she sleeps, this is the six. Both came in 2012? Both in 2012. I like how I know the years pretty well. I'm pretty good at that. Very good at the years. But like, for the months, it's just... That's silly. You, I'm that an is, audacious bastard giving so you the months. Hard. That is such a hard... It's, it's literally flip of the coin. It really it? is. That's why I say it. Um, it's like a true or false. you got a 50-50 chance. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like it. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go while she sleeps. It's a great guess, Nick. I'm going to give you one more. I'm just going to assist you. While she sleeps, it's not. It's Ghost Inside. Damn it, I thought you were double-crossing No, I wasn't, Nick. June 19, 2012 to 13th August, 2012. Both great albums. And while she sleeps, that's probably... I don't know where I put that in my 30. It'd probably be higher up next. I've been listening to it recently. But, Nick, you're one out of two. (laughs) So, question number three. What was the latest song, Bring Me the Horizon, featured on during the week call? Was it A, Fallback, B, Fallout, C, Fallen, like Evanescence, or D, fall back. Didn't you say fall back twice? Take that out, Nick Brown. I did. I <laughs> fucked that up. Sorry. I'm going fall back. I'm going one of the fall backs. That's got to be right, doesn't it? No, it's wrong, is it? It's definitely wrong, Nick. I'll give you one of the other two. So it's a, either fall. A, well, A was actually a fall back, and so it was D. So uh, it's not B. There. It's B or C. B. B, correct. Fall out. It is, Nick Brown. I've God been jibbed. <laughs> that was a fucking embarrassment, Nick Brown. It's actually auto-corrected when I typed it. I'm sorry about that. But Nick, correct you. Two out of three. Yes. Nick, question number four. Yes. Who was the artist they featured with on that track? Okay. Was it A, AK? Was it B, Masked Wolf? Was it C, The Siege? Or D, Valley of Wolves? It was Masked Wolf. Correct, Nick Brown. Yeah. Three out of four. It was actually an interesting song because like, he's completely different to what they are in sound. Well, Masked Wolf has the uh, the big TikTok song. Uh, what you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain's so numb, you can call it and reason the phone so... You know the song's called... Very catchy. You know the song called Astronaut in the Ocean. You know what the reference is? What? Sandy Cheeks from Spongebob. Really? Astronaut in the Ocean. Hey, I like that. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. But Nick, another feature for Bring Me. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> just release your own fucking Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking bastards. Nick. Yes. I don't, what are you at? Three out of four? Yeah. Three out of four will go. So four. I mean, question number five. What song has more views on YouTube, Nick mm. Brown? Is it yours truly, High Hopes, or Parkway Drive, Boneyards? Oh, fuck. High Hopes. Correct. 6.8 <laughs> mil to 5.8 mil. So Boneyards still on the like the 2010 release. Yeah. So it's... Very it's, early YouTube days. Yeah, it's like, struggling, Might Brown. have been pre-YouTube when it fucking came. It's struggling. <laughs> but yeah, so four out of five you are, Nick Brown. I'm doing well. Number... Number six. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm off because I got rid of the MGK question. <laughs> all, all my numbers are wrong. But Nick, can you name me? Yes. Six songs by the band Heiss. Oh, no. No. Can you name me five songs by the band Heiss? No. Um, oh, man. Um, Consequence. That's a great one, Nick. It's a great song. Um, oh, man. I'm struggling big on this one. Think of that EP. I know I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm hearing them. I'm hearing them in me, Nathan. What happens when you get like annoyed? Like, you, has the feeling inside you kind of something, a bit of rage there, Nick? What are you? You kind of. I'm an animal. You're outraged, Nick. There's I'm two. Out- <laughs> two out of five. I was close. <laughs> yeah. um, the Fractured House. Fractured House, That's Nick. Good. That's okay. very good. That's a good pull out of nothing. Um, a quiet, isn't it like a quiet place or something like that? Isn't that one of the songs or something like that? I'll like, pay it just because I fucking yeah. love you struggling, Nick. Yeah. One more you need. Um, um, <laughs> it's actually called a fractured house, but yeah, fractured house. That's that one. Okay, and then um, face this on my own. 
I'm paying it <laughs> just because it's purely the greatest song of all time. Dave's nuts. Oh, but no, so give me a couple. So we've got Revenant, which is a really cool song. Great Cold song. War just got dropped yep. a couple of weeks ago. Fuck. Red Herring last year. Disquiet is a good song. Oh, Fractured Disquiet's House. Disquiet's great. Memorial's a really cool song. Outrage, I'm pretty sure you said. Yeah. Defeated, Consequence, and yeah. They're really a good, good band playing with Antiquine this Saturday. It's actually the fourteenth. The fourteenth so Saturday. Yeah. So Valentine's Day, but two months later. Saturday. Um, yes. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> week, which I'm really excited to go see. I got a ticket for that. But Nick Brown. Yes. Am I going to pay you that? Yeah. Yeah, I think you will. Five out of six. Yeah. <laughs> Question number seven, Nick. What song has more streams on Spotify? Is it Enter Shikari, Live Outside, or Stick to Your Guns? Nobody. Okay, so I don't really know much about Stick to Your Guns, so this is kind of a wild guess. Can I just ask one question? Yes, you can. What year was Nobody released, or like around about? Give 26, me 2015, I'm going to say. Is it a big song by um, Old Mates? Uh, it might be their biggest, and it might be their second biggest. It might be one of the two. Okay, so it's like an up there. I have no idea about like streams that Stick to Your Guns. Both and, were yeah. top five like streamed on Spotify songs, because they were both there. Live Outside. You're going to look that in, Nick? No. I'm going Nobody. You guessed, you guessed Live Outside first, which I'm going to pay Nick Brown it's correct. 9.9 mil to 9.5 mil. So both big, big songs there, Nick Brown. I'm a champion. You are actually, you've only got one wrong. So I'm just going to keep rolling because my numbers are completely yep, fucked. Here. But Nick, right. question number seven. Yep. What is the name of the third band Void Division are supporting when they jump on their US tour this July and August, along with August Burns Red mm. and We Came As Romans? So there's a third band on this bill. I'm going to mm. give you an A, B, C or D okay. to guess. Is it a thousand below? Is it landmarks? Is it hollow front? Or is it misery signals? I think it's A or C. So A thousand below, B landmarks, C hollow front. I'm gonna go hollow front. Correct, Nick Brown. Yeah. This is a great quiz. You're getting <laughs> all the prizes I'm the right best. now. I'm the best. Nick, who am I? Yeah. I'm an Aussie band with one name. Starve. I really wish they played the it's other. It's my name. ultimate. It's it's my go-to one namer. It used to be Ocean Grove. Well, that's the two namer. That's the two <laughs> no, it's not. Don't that. ask me what my three namer is. I don't have one. I dropped an album last year with one song making the backbone hundred. Nick. Um. 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 um, um it was my debut album. Okay, loser. They actually dropped an album in 2019, nah, pretty sure. They would have had one in the 100 too. That's all right. Nick, the album was called Global Crisis. Wildheart. Correct, Nick Brown. Good yes. work. Um, Nick Brown, to you. Good this is the band. last question. This You've already won the quiz. But this is for all the bells and the whistles. Oh, You've excited. almost got it 100% this one. It's a really easy quiz for you. But Nick, this is wrestling themed. It's WrestleMania weekend. Stupendous weekend it has been. But Nick, yep. what song has more streams on Spotify? Is it? Saliva, click, click, boom. <laughs> yep. Or Seether Remedy. Hmm. Click, click, boom. 167 million. Wow. That's a lot. Versus Seether. 155 million. Yes. You won the prize, Nick. Nine out of 10. Thanks. That was unbelievable. <laughs> this is, our, this this is, is my intro song, Nick. Nick. Intro. <laughs> no, um... Well, Nick, yes. Continue, sorry. Just a couple of last sort of points. Yes. A couple of other songs that dropped during the week. Band called Hot Milk. Have you heard of this band? <laughs> no. Great name. Bad Influence is the song, so it's not quite bad decisions from Red Hook, but um, really cool song. And Nick. Yes. The band that I could never say right. Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. Ah, yes. Dropped a new track called Girl Sports. 
This is a banging, banging tune. This is really, really cool. I really recommend everyone going out to listen to this. And also, the Chili Peppers new album dropped, and I'm getting the vinyl delivered today, which is really exciting. Is it going to be good, but I don't even care. I just want to own one. Like, I've got, I got to try and find Californication. Yeah, it was really cool. And the greatest hit singles in my top 30. Yeah, it was really cool. Go on. Metallica had the blacklist thing, and they got people to, everyone to do covers of their shit. Um, did you hear any of those? Was that the Spotify where there's like 700 fucking... Yeah, look, it's not the potentially best. But like, <laughs> listen to this. This is wherever I may roam. Okay. This is just playing through this moment. This is, this is an my, this, sevenfold? This is my... This is my entrance theme for <laughs> when I come to WrestleMania. Hey. Hey. Is that not the hardest shit ever? That is fucked. That's so cool. That was like the first time I heard that bloody um, El Nino band. Like, oh, uh, what a great band. <laughs> I was listening, <laughs> used to listening to new metal. Then I heard this band, El Nino, and I'm like, what is this what nonsense thing? What an upgrade on every other new metal band. How around that time. How dare you? El Nino had a great album. Their first they album did, was awesome. Um, Wrestling they, song too. They, yeah. had a, they had a theme. Pretty yeah, cool. absolutely. They, they probably had fucking two. <laughs> not as many as Quick uh, Saliva. They not as many as Saliva. Probably not as many as Pitbull either, because he's actually fucking Kid it. Rock and Saliva. I'm pretty sure are tied for the most pay per views over I reckon, time. I reckon Pitbull's catching. Pitbull will be coming through Mania's yeah, deck. Exactly. He doesn't go for the mini ones. Uh, he goes for the big ones, mate. But Nathan, if you had to uh, suggest one thing for the people to watch wrestling wise um, from this WrestleMania that you've, that's just gone, what would you what would you give him? McAfee versus Austin Theory, purely for entertainment yeah. value. And at the end of it, you'll be pleasantly surprised and. Very excited. Absolutely. I agree. I How's the size of the boss? How old is he? It is disgusting. He's 78. How much of it? Do you reckon he has blood in his system or do you think it's now all steroids? Did you see <laughs> the video that he sent to McAfee? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at three in the morning? Yeah. He's, what does he do? Sorry. He, he sends this guy, he sends this wrestler at 3 a.m. Him doing like this, what is it, squatting? He's or actually like, a color commentator now. Yeah. But yes, he's, he did a wrestling match for this. But dude, Austin Theory, he's little like... 76 years old. Sorry, I thought he was 78. But dude, he sends this thing at 3 a.m. to obviously Pat McAfee to get inside his head. Squatting 1,000 pounds, Nick. Not not 500. Like, not 450. Like, five, like 1,000. That's like 3 a.m. because that's when he works out because he's a fucking animal. He's on like the Rock's diet, essentially. Like, and he's 76. Insane. Well, Triple H and Steph do the same. They've yeah. copied him. They, they work out at like 3 in the morning because like, that's when they finally... Like wind down, which is crazy. Imagine being their fucking trainer. You have to get up every morning. Like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> like Vince is an absolute psychopath. It's saying that, but that's your one thing to do. How much like, would you get paid? Oh, dude? oh my god! <laughs> that's what I mean. You're Vinnie Mac's yeah. personal trainer, man. That'd be awesome. Dude. But honestly, go check out Mania. It was really good fun, and the Undertaker's Hall of Fame thing was really really cool as well. Yeah, Undertaker's I got a little bit emotional man. watching that. He yeah. was my childhood hero. Absolutely. And uh, as we leave, uh, I just want everybody to enjoy. Bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I just appreciate everybody for being here, Cowboy Bro. Uh, what are you thinking? Like lights are like nice and low, like much going on. Like talk, I, talk me through the pyrotechnics of this. My pyrotechnics, you know how um actually Rainbow Zero pops up through the arena. Yep. I'd slowly come up during this yeah, build, yeah, this is cool. and I'd start when I get like when like it strobes, just when it like comes in, yeah, strobes at the moment, and when it hits, I'd start jumping on the spot. Whoa! The crowd be Stars like, too. I'm pretty sure Virginia or Wake Forest, one of the like the college teams, come out to this. And the whole stadium bounces. Yeah. Check that up on I YouTube. That's that, sick. Yeah. I'd be similar to that. Is it big pyro when it hits here coming up? 
when the big drop comes. This bit here be like Goldberg's like. So you know the Goldberg like the what's it called the sparklers? Yeah. They be coming now. And and then when I jump up. Everyone's fist pumping. Everyone's fisting each other. Yeah, sounds great. Cool. Everyone's begging for a pegging. Well, thanks for the copyright strike, but you know, we'll work. <laughs> we haven't been sued for a while. No, nah, we haven't. We haven't had any noticing uh, notices or any shit like that recently. No. So that's good. But yeah, cheers for listening. Um, go be good people. Watch Van Helsing. Yes, watch Van Helsing.